we going today, Mr. Peabody? Not where, Sherman. When? on the Venn Diagram of Life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of God cast, the place where we talk about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. Tonight, we're throwing it way back. We're going to be looking in the rearview mirror and talking about the way we used to be, but we're not going to be doing it all by ourselves. We want you to be a part of this conversation. Come on, sit down, kick your shoes off if it's an appropriate place and time for you to do so <laughs> and be with us. My name's Tony T, and uh, I'm glad to have you with me tonight. With me, as always, he is the very best at being the very worst. It is Steve-O Supremo. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? <laughs> well, just like me, they long to be close to you, Steve. Like Cute. the way we was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That was a Simpsons reference yes. Stephen was making. Uh, keeping this party going, she is, uh, she's traveled the world in the seven seas. She's a punk rock pirate. She's your friend and mine. Alexandria Marica. Hey, Neff, you know what I remember? What do you remember? When you used to have a phone. Oh. oh that was low. Too soon, too <laughs> soon. Listen, he's he going like, to get a phone tomorrow. His it's face okay. like like twitched, like he sneered. Like that's like the- um, He asked to hold my phone earlier so that he didn't feel like left out. Well, it's a good thing it was just his phone that was broken. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Neff, he is often imitated and never successfully duplicated. He's the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Well, in the in the vein of things that make me feel like a lesser person, uh, I looked up. Uh, I found a very uh, interesting fact the other day. The, st- the same exact day that I was born, mm-hmm. to the very year and everything. Yes, the Virtual Boy. Came out in North America. Oh my goodness! Wow, Neflo knows about little crap. <laughs> Neff, the, it's good to know. Also, that- Jack Nicholson won a Razzie <laughs> and a Golden Globe. <laughs> what for the same movie role? Neff, uh, it, it's a good thing that you um, you were more successful than the Virtual Boy. But we are we're glad. <laughs> I am a Virtual Boy. Yeah. No, no. Not your phone. Sorry. Did I did I introduce you? I don't know if I said it. It's Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't remember what's happened. My brain is creating firewalls between everything that happened in the past thirty seconds and just one increment at a time. Uh, Keeping this party going, she is here to lift up souls and to act interested in what you're talking about, even if she's not. I don't know how she got past security. It's the notorious JCC, Julia Cameron Colazzo. Hey, what's good? It's all good. What is good <laughs> is that Julia and Alexandria brought us some chicken nuggets yeah. chicken right nuggies. before the show. They brought some chicken nuggies from uh, the Lord's Place Chick-fil-A. Amen. I really pulled up to this man named <laughs> Sam, and I said, what is the largest amount of chicken nuggets I can order at once? And he goes, 30. I think 
30. He was in training and we were just like, hey. My dude, <laughs> you know what's good. He knew what to do. He was in I was well, so excited. So no, now normally when you run into a guy named Sam, he's trying to get you to eat green eggs and ham. Everybody so this was, this was an, a significant upgrade. But thank you guys for being the founders of our feast tonight. You got us 30 chicken nuggets to share, uh, two orders of French fries and 87 Chick-fil-A sauces. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty thank, much. Thank you for doing that. And uh, over in the booth, and he sure had his share of chicky nuggies tonight. He is pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying. He's our resident smart guy, Nick, the engineer. Hello. Nick, what's today's date, the date of this recording? Do you know what today's date is? April 15th. The 15th. Are you Thanks, Nick? Nick. I'm sorry. Dear Lord, Stephen, I know it's April 15th. I'm talking to Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. Nick, what date is it? It is the 15th and exactly one month from the day I get married. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Steven tried to take that moment and tell us exactly how many months it's been since he got married. But for um, <laughs> for tonight, let's just let Nick have his moment. It's been six um, months. Hey, what is Steven? Hey, everybody. What's Steven? He's the worst. There it is. So congratulations, Nick. We're all very excited for your upcoming you. uh, nuptial arrangement. Uh, if, we want, if you guys want to congratulate Nick or you haven't gotten around to congratulating Steven yet, you can do that by connecting <laughs> with us on all the social medias. What's the best place for them to do that, Steven? You can connect with us across all of the social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can also visit our website and official store at nerdofgodcast.com or come join the conversation in our online life group, the Nerd of God Squad. Search for us on Facebook or jump directly there by going to www.nogsquad.com. That's the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get into this thing tonight. We are gonna be talking about the things, uh, the way that we was. We're looking back at, at kind of our past. Um, it sometimes it's good to look back down. We've come so far and gained such ground. And started the, from the bottom, and now we're here. Sorry. <laughs> to a deluxe apartment in the sky. All the things. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be kicking this thing off tonight by answering a couple quick questions. It's the two question interview. Bum bum. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, welcome to the two question interview. Um, uh, there was a question that that we asked on our Nerd God Squad uh, Facebook group earlier this week, and I wanted to see what you guys had to say about this because this one, this one, I realized I was looking at some statistics earlier today, and I was surprised. Maybe I should not have been surprised to find out that although certain pieces of music and some visual experiences can evoke memories, smell is by far the strongest sense in evoking memories from the past, which is pretty cool. So earlier this week on the Nerd of God Squad page, we asked a question about a smell that you love. And I would love to know from you guys tonight for our first of two questions, what is a smell that really takes you back? Every time you smell it, it's just like, hmm, this reminds me of whatever. For me, and this is gonna sound stupid, but it's a uh, your your answer won't sound stupid. No, okay. But it's I the, mean you might sound stupid. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. No, 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 no. What's your what's your answer, Steve? It is the smell of the wood section of the queue at the ET ride at Universal Studios. Oh no, hundred percent. It makes me think of when I was a kid because I loved that. I mean, I still love the ride. How would you describe that smell? 
uh, the the ETQ ride at Universal. <laughs> I know, I, I know how you and and you would label it, but what is the what does my, it smell like? My wife would say it smells like mold because she hates it, but to me it smells like like woodsy, like what I think like the California redwoods would smell like, in, you know a nice like rainy dawn day. <laughs> so you're so it's it, musk. It, it's but musky. I guess so. Like Ew. a like a. Uh, a um, what's the word? Evergreen musk. An evergreen oh. musk. That sounds like a, <laughs> a, a a terrible cologne to get for Father's Day. Pine tree air freshener. Now that we've uh, identified this smell, the, the next step is eliminating it. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I agree with you. That's got a very uh, very scent memory uh, vibe to it. Definitely, Neff. Okay, so may- maybe this is just because we all grew up in Orlando, which is like theme park capital of the world. Not all of us. Well, mo- some of us. Mo- many of us live have lived Only here for Only half a while. of us. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, Would you spare Orlando for 10 righteous men? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I grew up in Orlando, and I grew up going to Wet n Wild. And so every time oh. I smell chlorine or something heavily chlorinated, all I can think of is the pee-pee pools. Uh, oh. That rush through. Uh, Every wild. time I smell chlorine and cocoa butter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it also makes Neff think about the time that he almost died from getting pneumonia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went the, the day before the last day Wet n Wild was open, it was like 66 degrees outside, and I still went to Wet n Wild and I froze. Wet n Wild is a uh, water slide park. It was. was. Well, it was. It was no. the grandfather. As long as you're smelling chlorine and cocoa butter, it is in your heart. Mm. Fun fact, uh, Volcano Bay, which is Universal Studios' new water park, well, it's like four years old now. It's not new. But they have a ride called Mahupui, which in Hawaiian means wet and wild. And they don't think I know a buttload of crap about a buttload of crap, but I do. Okay. This buttload of crap moment brought to you by Volcano Bay. Thank you, Stephen, for bringing us <laughs> random and useless knowledge. But we crap we about do Montepulli. love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it all kind of you know worked the, out, didn't it? You know the only reason why you can smell chlorine is because there's pee in the pool. I don't. Oh. I don't think that that's true. Really? And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I cleaned pools for several summers, and oh. there we had bottles of chlorine, and I could straight up smell that stuff. I could smell it. I could taste it. I couldn't stop smelling it unless Kevin, who I used to clean pools with, was peeing in the bottles before we left. <laughs> I don't know. How Sounds well, like how Kevin. Well did you know Kevin. It does sound like something Kevin Sounds would do. Like Kevin. It's very Kevin of you, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> What are you doing in the shed there, Kevin? Nothing. All right, let's go to work. Just clean the skimmers. <laughs> Supposed to go behind the shed. Behind the shed. <laughs> Julia, what's a smell that takes you back? Here's the thing. I've never been able to pinpoint what this smell actually is. All right, we got a, a sensory mystery. The thing is, like, I always will smell it like in passing. Be like, what is that? What is that smell? I pinpointed it to this like body wash that I had when I was a very small child. It had like Timon and Pumbaa on the front of it. Okay. And it was like, it was, no, guys, it was this goop that was green and like cool and like fun to play with as a child. And if I smell it anywhere, I'm like, where can I buy that? I want it. Ah. So that takes me way back. All right. Okay. So mine is also very similar to Julia. Like, I don't know where this <laughs> smell is from. I have no idea. <laughs> but but when smells... you smell it, it takes you somewhere, even if you yeah, don't know where it is, right? It's like light and sweet and almost like fruity. Okay. 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 But the next time that I like remembered like smelling it, mm. there's there's a makeup company called Bite and they make lipsticks and each of their lipsticks 
has a different scent assigned to it. Okay. There's one in particular that's like this really bright pink, and it's the same exact scent. I have no idea where this scent is like originally from in my memory, but every time I smell it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the smell. I'm like so <laughs> invested it. right that's now. That's it right, right now. I smell it. It's just like... I think I have the lipstick in my Yeah, probably, I'm invested in this story. We need to find out. L'Oreal tear-free shampoo, the one with the little eye on it. You know what I'm talking about? <gasps> or Johnson yeah. & Johnson Lavender. Oh, my gosh, no I remember. Tears. Yeah, or Johnson & Johnson Lavender. So I need kids. someone that's out there in the research Does department. Does that one give you blood verif- clots, too? What? Oh, no. <laughs> Ripped from the pages of today's headlines. We're mm. uh, <laughs> so topical. Someone told me that the Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo never guarantees that children will not cry if it gets in their eyes. Really? Rather, and I need someone from the research department to either confirm or deny this, that it actually is promising no more tears, that it's gentle enough that it will not tear the hair of small children, but it does not promise that if if you get baby shampoo in your eyes, you will still cry the the tears. I I tested it. It doesn't work. (laughs) Steven. It's right in my eyes. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) how about this one? If you were to smell, there's certain things from our childhood that I think if we smelled that we would go, oh my goodness, do you remember sitting in class and having those markers that smell? Yes. Yes. And then, like, I, I, I came across some of those a few months ago, and I'm just like, I wonder, and I popped them open, and I'm like, oh, it still smells exactly the same. Immediately, I'm like in class in Ooh. third grade, just, Ooh. and, and you know, we, oh, I got the red one, I got the blue one, and nobody wanted the, the brown black one or the black one, right? It was, it was like awful. The black cinnamon or licorice. The yeah. black, the licorice smelled like, like hot rubber. The, 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 the licorice smelled like, the black one smelled like a regular Sharpie. The lemon was great. Yeah, and it was like, that was amazing. That was a great smell. Can we talk about Play-Doh, though? Yeah. Yes. Play-Doh, like, have you guys, okay, be real with me. Uh-huh. Ever tasted Play-Doh? Yeah. It's disgusting. Shut Absolutely. up. <laughs> okay, no. Thank who, you. who has ever tasted? You're sick. I've never tasted really? Play-Doh. I've definitely tasted Play-Doh. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I'm not the only one, because that stuff is salty. Anything that had a texture like that, like I wanted to just, I, not not just even to, to taste it, I wanted to bite through it. I wanted the feeling of sinking my teeth into something. Yeah. Play-Doh, silly you know putty. What? You know what does that for me? What? That bubble gum that comes rolled up. Bubble, bubble tape. tape. Yes. Do you ever just take a bite out of the side of it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's no, like the, you just, don't just do a that. It's puck in bite. form. No. <laughs> don't be that person. You live your best life. Don't let Stephen tell you what to do. <laughs> Another one of my favorite scents. Ordinarily, I would agree with you on that one, Stephen, for real. Another one of my favorite scents is fruit stripes gum. Oh, yeah, mm. but it tastes like trash. After a second. You yeah, get like one like, second ooh. of flavor, and then but it's like, it goodbye. Smells delight. What about the smell of the cafeteria pizza? Oh, interesting. Greasy. It's different. I, like I, I, I haven't smelled it in 20 years. You know, I don't I even know. Forget the pizza. Like. I think the smell of the cafeteria itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a smell. If you walked in, like, when I think it was when my son was in, in went into elementary school and we had some kind of an assembly and I had to walk into the cafeteria and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it? Is it the plastic trays? Is it the cleaning fluid that they use? What is it that just took me back? Like, I feel anxious right now. Yeah. I don't even know why. Right. So I work at a school right now and every time I have to walk in and watch these kids in the lunchroom, it, it, I hate this smell. It just Weird. makes me so, like you said, anxious. Like, I don't like it. I hate being in there. Do you remember the slime that you could get from the 25 cent machines? Nope. Yes. You never got slime out of a quarter, like a quarter machine at the laundromat or whatever? No, sir. I, of- usually get, I used to get the fake tattoos. <laughs> I guess I, there's I two kinds the, of people in this world. There's the fake tattoo people and the slime people. That's I true. got the jewelry. <laughs> it always broke. <laughs> I, I love I love getting that slime and that always had like a weird kind of like sicky sticky smell to it. I don't know. Like my my hand is moving like as if I'm, I'm gently manipulating <laughs> slime. <laughs> 
When I was a kid, we, we used to have, like, it was a big thing. I don't know, because I was only a kid in the early 80s, right? Like, the late 70s and early 80s. But uh, I don't. did you guys have the experience of collecting scratch and sniff stickers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember, oh like, scratch and sniff movies. Did you ever go see those? Yeah, like, the, the Rugrats rug and, and Wild yes, Thornberries. Yes, you remember. Yes, of course. That's the, when I think of scratch and sniff, that's the that's first, first thing I, I think, think of. The first thing I think of is that movie. Like, they had, like, the different. I oh remember having, gosh. you used to get it from Burger King. You had to go to Burger King. To get and the scratch And they would give you a off. card. Yeah. That you would bring to the movie and then they would have little prompts on the corner. Do you remember screen. this, Stephen? I think so. I'm also <laughs> older than everybody, all the rest true. of them. No, but it was so legit. I don't I remember like, oh that. My gosh. I remember there used to be like those like Disney books, like the flip through books that had like the sounds on it. Yeah. yeah. I think I had one that had like a scratch and sniff thing That's for cool. it. Do you, do you remember? Okay, so now we're, like, we're off of smells and we're now we're talking about sounds, but do you remember there was a book, a child's book. I don't think I had it when I was a kid. My little sister had it though and it was called Pat the Bunny. Nope. And every page in that book had a different texture. Like one was soft and furry. It was like Pat the Bunny. Yeah, something like that. And then that. you turn it, it was like this one's the sandpapery page. Yeah, and this one's yeah, the- yeah. Okay, that's weird senses. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to our next of two questions here. Now yeah. that we've all established. Uh, we took what- 30 minutes to answer the first question. Talk about smells. Um, but the things that take us back, you know, like little things you go, oh, I didn't even remember smelly that. Smelly smell that smells. Question number two. Smelly. smelly. This is something oh, I see on, on the internet all the time. Um, and I've never answered it online, but we're going to answer it right here. Oh, no. How old are you without saying how old you are? Age yourself without telling us how old exactly. you are. Exactly. Age yourself mm. without telling us. I'm blank years old. Like, uh, for instance, I'll say I am um, my first my, my first music that I bought was on a record player years old. This is not going to be fun for me because I'm the baby of the group. That's okay. So you just tell us how old you are. I'm, I'm Atari 2600 years old. Ooh. shut up you guys we love you i'm i'm you can't be on the internet and the phone at the same time oh okay all right my first video game console was a game boy color okay uh not even the green screen game boy huh game boy color (laughs) specifically I I'm I went to Universal Studios as a kid. Went to the Nickelodeon Studios and was on the set of Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. I used to play with Bionicles and watch Digimon. Oh, that's good. Digimon? Uh, yeah. Digital monsters. Truth. Digimon are the champions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. <laughs> I got you guys. Oh, I'm gonna say another one. Go for Go it. Go for it. I'm. I need a light for my Game Boy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I used to lean out the window in the car ride and wait for like the street yeah, lights to pass yeah, by just yeah. to see what was happening. Yeah. I am an anti-skip uh, portable CD player as a lie. Oh, yes. I I remember <laughs> I remember Disney's Doug. Boo. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, boo. <laughs> That's the bad one. How dare That's you? That's the only sir? one I remember. I am, I am hit clips old. Wow. Hit clips. Yes. Those are so yeah. good. That's so cool. Yo, I, I used to have video now. <laughs> I used to play with Neopets. Oh, my goodness. I am. I used AOL version 3.0. Oh, oh, on the floppy disk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up now for nine free hours of internet. Uh, I am. They're coming out with a part two to Star Wars years old. Oh. Oh. Wait, I'm, I'm coming out with an episode two for Star Wars years old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't brag about that one. Man. Uh, who else has got one? Nick, how old are you without telling us how old you are? 
I can't think of one. Perry's oh. like five years behind. There's no. Else, <laughs> there's they no just got Michael Jackson up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got Michael Jackson is black. <laughs> Years old. That's, <laughs> that's how old I am. The Virtual Boy came out when I was born. Years old. The uh, the first video game I ever beat was Super Mario World. Years old. Oh. The Disney's Hercules came out the year I was born. Years old. All right. Let's... I went to Toys R Us to buy my. Oh, toy. oh, that's so good. I I grew up going to Discovery Zone. Years old. Oh. I remember when Chuck E. Cheese was called Showbiz Pizza. What? Oh wow. Que paso? The Rocket Fire. Where we didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese. We had I think Billy Bob was the guy's name. He was a. It was a little more like Country Bear Jamboree than, than Chuck E. Cheese. but I used to ride the Jimmy Neutron ride at Universal. Yes. I used to ride, ride the, the Hanna-Barbera ride at Universal. <laughs> which is the best version of that ride. I, I don't care about your bananas. Get I don't care about Despicable Me at all. Despicable Me is the worst version. I remember. Sure. I, we can agree. We can agree. I used to be able to ride the uh, the cable cars from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland in the Magic oh, Kingdom. I used to do old. those too. Years yeah. old. Oh, goodness. Anyway, so let us know how old you are without telling us how old you are. You can do all those things by connecting with us on the internets. Join our Facebook small group and answer our two-question interview. It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. You guys know what time it is? It's time for tonight's Best Thing Ever! That's right, everybody. It's time for the best thing ever, Duos Edition. Woo! So this last episode, we had two titans of the industry. This is a big one. We had uh, Frodo Baggins yeah. and Samwise Gamgee. Gamgee, excuse me. Watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> How Whoa. dare you? Excuse me, sorry. Versus SpongeBob SquarePants and Patrick hey. Starr. So it was close. It, it was it close? Had, well, it was close. In, it was closer in my mind. <laughs> What do you guys? Who do you guys think won? Can it be SpongeBob and Patrick? No. Just so I can feel like I made a difference in the world. It's not that. It's Sorry. not. I know, but guys, come on. You should have gotten a couple more hundred people to vote for them <laughs> if you wanted to make a difference in the world. Yeah, mm. by the score of eighty percent to twenty percent. <laughs> it's it's eighty one to, to nineteen. Oh, yeah. Well, final yeah, final that's, score. That's fair. Uh, rounding up, uh, Frodo and Sam yeah. take the win and move on to the next round. The well, most decisive win that we've had so far yes. in this well, good. I I'm part of the minority in the cool kids team. Now, this are week, you? Yes, yeah. I'm, I speak it in faith. Yeah. <laughs> now, this next one, this week's one, might be our most intense and divisive Who's of left? the entire first. Oh, this is wow. a big one. This is the Tell big us, one. Neff. Okay. Duo, the, so the best duo, duos. This is our last, our last one on in round bracket. one. Oh, okay. Our last Great. battle of round one. Ooh, okay. Batman and Robin. Oh. Versus Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, Dang man. it, man! The ultimate battle. You Honestly, have to, you have to choose. Literally, who seated this bracket? Because uh, yeah. this it's, is it's, a mess. It's, it's randomized. It's all randomized. I don't like that. I'm so sorry. One of the two has to move on to the next round. So you guys got to choose. Go to nerdagodcast.com oh, and you man. can vote for who you think should be the best thing ever. Just vote on who's still alive. Oh. In continuity or? Well, I mean, one loses a sidekick, the other loses the leader. It's always 1977 somewhere. Uh, (laughs) You guys think about who you're going to vote for. Think about it. Pray on it. We (laughs) will be right back. Hey, Doc, what are you working on? It's my new invention, Marty. A time-traveling machine. Wow, Doc, that's amazing. But it only takes you to the most embarrassing moments of your life. Uh, what? That's right. And I use this orthodontic headpiece as the vehicle to do so. 
Wait, Doc. Are you telling me you made an embarrassing time machine out of a head brace? I figured if you're going to be embarrassed, why not do it in some style? With this, we can see all across what I like to call the Brace Time Continuum. Oh, this is heavy. Not as heavy as you were at age six. When everyone called you fatty, fatty, two by four, can't fit through the kitchen door. Oh, geez, you don't got to bring that up. We're at time in third grade. Where you paid your pants in front of the whole school while singing the high note on the national anthem. Well, that's a repressed memory I want back inside. Or when your parents caught you playing with their beanie babies when you were 15, Marty. They're collectibles, Doc. Or when you asked your high school crush to prom during the school announcements through a parody rendition of the song Hooked by Vanilla Ice. That's a five-minute song, Marty. And it's not even Ice Ice Baby. Oh, jeez, please stop it. It's just too heavy. I can't, Marty. You're just too cringe. You have to embrace it, Marty. Embrace the brace time continuum. That's right. You two can go back to your most cringeworthy moments with our new BTC time machine. Just call 1-800-1-800-1-800-1-800 and order now for our exclusive TV price of 12 easy payments of $7,319.85 plus shipping and handling. You'll wish you were back to the future too. Not like the movie part two, but like as well. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> And now it's time for Silly Jokes with Julia, the part of the show where Julia comes out and tells a silly joke. Why did the stadium get hot after the game? Why? All the fans left. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Silly Jokes with Julia. Join us next time when Julia says... How do you stop a charging bull? How? How? Do you take away its credit card? (laughs) Because it's charging. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got the joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Julia, you're grounded. Okay. <laughs> so we have a little bit of a challenge that we're gonna be putting out right now, and uh me being uh Star Wars has a part two coming out years old. Uh, I don't really know how to, to how to articulate this, but um, we're going to be doing a challenge on our TikTok with our Nerdy Guy Cast theme song to see who can come up with the best interpretive movement dance presentation to go along with our Nerdy Guy Cast theme. All right, so we're going to be posting our our Nerdy Guy Cast theme song with with our reactions to your incredibly choreographed dances, and all you have to do is you, you do it like as a like a duet, like a yeah. So you tag us in it, tag us in it, hashtag uh, nog. hashtag nog dance, yeah, yeah. Tag Nerdy God Cast and uh, and who I don't know if you guys do a dance that just blows our mind and is incredible. Um, we will hook you up with a whole bunch of stuff from the Nerdy God stash, yeah, uh, including thousands of dollars. Really? No. <laughs> Alexandria has just donated from her own wow. pocket thousands of dollars worth of chicken nuggets. <laughs> worth of chicken nuggets. Thousands of dollars worth of hugs that she can give you. She has just promised a thousand Turkish lira, which is about two U.S. cents, I think. Turkish delight. So, uh, yeah. So do that, and you can do that by hitting us up on our TikTok at Nerdagodcast. Have you ever cleaned out your room and you no. find like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, imagine, imagine you have. <laughs> have you ever, you, you ever like going through something, maybe an old backpack or a, you know a dresser drawer or something like that, and you find a box of maybe old notes or papers, and then instead of cleaning anymore, you're just kind of like falling into a time portal of yes, memories and absolutely. drawings and notes and photos. That yeah. happened to me the other day. My sister found a box with a bunch of my old uh, like when I was in like kindergarten, like Mother's Day cards that I made for my mom, Aww, and started awesome. sending them to me. I'm like, man, I should never have given up on my art. A six year old. 
six-year-old me did that good job, six-year-old me. <laughs> Your mom kept those things. That's so nice. She yeah. did. My yeah, mom did not forgot. keep any See, of that from me. Debbie, she might have forgot that they Debbie were there. Debbie loves you. Because they're at my sister's house. Yeah. But <laughs> my mom kept all my, like, like elementary school, like documents that I got from, from school. So when, when you do these kind of things, you know, old photographs, old things like that. I mean, do you go, ah, or do you go, Ugh. Uh, I usually go, look at this photograph. <laughs> look, look at, at this, this graph. graph. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Story. It really depends on what photo. Cause like, like every year we put, uh, Christmas ornaments up and a lot of them are ones with pictures of me and my brothers from elementary school. Some of them are really adorable, but then some of them for some unknown reason are just awful to look at. You, ever, look at you, you go like, back and you look at the old photographs of you. <laughs> it's my favorite Snapchat filter of all time. Can you please send me that? Please send me that please right now. Please describe it so the please. audience can hear and then it is, post it. It is Chad Kroger holding a graph, but in the graph is Neff. Neff graph. It's a Neff graph. Um, we this are... now. Look at this now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. When you look back, I don't know if your parents were the ones that, like, if they bought the school picture that you got every year, you know, when it was it's school picture day and you'd wait in line in the auditorium and then you'd, you know, you'd get your a comb and they would, you know, you'd sit there and you'd sit in front of the background that was either like the lasers. I don't know if that was an 80s thing or whatever. I yeah, think the, that was an 80s. Like, yeah. the, the laser the, grid. Light, the dark blue with like the grays. Like, yeah, when I was like, like the yeah. faded splotches yeah. of gray. Yeah. And we, we, would do this and thank you for saying that to me julia and uh school picture day if you 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 would go back and you kind of catalog like that here's my first grade picture here's my second grade somewhere along that journey for everybody you have a a year where it turns where it's like oh oh that's where things got awkward yeah middle school middle school usually these kids today don't know what it's like to go through an awkward phase and that makes me upset because i definitely went through one (laughs) wait why do kids why do kids not know how to go through an awkward phase because they have youtube tutorials to teach them how to do makeup and do cool things i don't even understand like sometimes sometimes you see like a 12 year old and like oh you're like 20 and it's like no you're not oh my gosh who confuses me all the time that i think should be an adult but is not who jaslyn oh (laughs) she's so much cooler than she's like i want to be her when i grow up but she's 14 i know so the other day i was hanging out with (laughs) that works for girls not for guys i know a lot of teenage boys no you are definitely 12 sir (laughs) why do you smell like that (laughs) (laughs) you can't can't cover that with axe body spray we can all still tell it's not a shower i'm a man though i promise Am I a man or am I a muppet? Am I a muppet? All right. Uh, the other day I was, I was hanging out with Julia and she mentioned something that really got me thinking about this. Julia, do you remember you were talking about old iPhone notes? Mm-hmm. What, what, what? Unpack that for me. So, I'm pulling my iPhone out right now, yeah. as, as should all the rest of you, except for Neff. Oh, no. no. Oh, it's coming have. in the mail tomorrow, you guys. Yeah, but you're not going to have your notes. So what was it that you were saying, Julia? Did we like go back in time and look for our oldest notes? or? Yeah, like like I was like looking through my notes and I was like, wow, I wrote some interesting things like five years ago in my notes. And like I was looking through my stuff and I found something you had said to me. Me? Yeah, it looks like this note is from 2016. Oh, wow. And it says, a powerful movement starts with a personal moment. I said, Tony said in my I, note that's good that's it's good. good stuff right S- send that to me i'd like to I rip have, that off i have notes from 2012 Ooh. i have one from 2013 tony you might need to bleep this one it says 
Why are you telling people my address? <laughs> it's your old address. I know, but why? <laughs> I don't know, because it's on my notes for some reason Jeez. from December 13th, 2013. Yeah. My my first note on here was from 8-22-2009, and it was from for my son's, I think, first grade class. And it was, Mrs. this was his teacher's name, Mrs. Delarocco. Class begins at 8.15 a.m. Pickup time <laughs> is at 3.05 in the circle. 2.20 on Wednesdays. See, mine, my first one that, I guess oh, this isn't that old, I haven't had an iPhone for that long, was from 2016, and it's just a list of plays. Huh. Just a list of plays, plays randomly? Because I, I was going to school for that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Most of my notes, like the older ones, are just like random like lyrics or bars for like raps that I thought were really clever. Yes. And then I'm like, Ooh. I got to write this down. And then I write it down, and I'm like, I'm going to put this all together one day in a really good song with really clever bars, and I never do. It just sits there in my notes, just... No, that's what it's like for my voice memos with song ideas. I'll just be singing in my car, like, yeah, exactly. This is gonna be a bop one day, and then never again. Never in those. Literally never seen them again. My two oldest ones are just both video ideas that we never made in the youth group. <laughs> <laughs> like here's one for the hero video we were going to do. My first note on my phone is a text that somebody sent me the day after I. The day after I nearly overdosed, and it just says it would be easy for me to because I basically asked him like, why are why are you still talking to me? Like I'm basically. He said it would be easy for me to just walk away and say I'm done, but you don't do that to people you care about. You're capable of doing great things, Alex. And if me, and if me believing in you helps you even slightly, then I will support you until the day I die. We're not friends anymore, but I mean, that's awesome. I saved that that note. Meanwhile, I'm over here with terrible, terrible lines. <laughs> Medium. Well, I'm rare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't even know what the point of this was, but I guess I went back to a jewelry store and like, I think you ever go into a store, it's a really expensive store and you're like, I need to pretend like I have money to buy any of this nonsense. And so I took pictures Audi. of this ring and this like necklace that were like really expensive to try to fool the guy into thinking that I was there on purpose and not just trying to look at sparkly things I've done that so I was like oh let me take a picture of this and maybe I'll come back later oh let me send this to you know my you know fiance or whatever I don't know so So, you know they know (laughs) they know yeah they're not fooled by that I did that at an Audi dealership I just walked in I'm like how much is this one (laughs) do you guys take cash see but I have pictures of these things like I actually tried to like commit to my lot it was bad this I, is a, this is a list uh, from and this goes back to 614 2010. Oh. Last week we had on our show uh Chris Binion and when I first met him it was can you believe it was that long ago? Yeah. And Chris asked me one time I was youth pastoring then and he he said what do you need for your youth group? Anything you need? And I said, "Yeah, you know, lots of stuff." And he's like, "Well, what do you need?" And I said, "Well, you know, just there, there's so many different things. He said, well, well, what do you need? He said, and I, I said, I don't know exactly right now. And he told me something that I'll always remember. He said, make a list of what you need, why you need it, how much it costs. Because one day someone like me is going to come along and ask you what you need. And if you tell them right then, you're probably going to get it. But if you don't have an answer, you're definitely not. So this was my... My youth group needs $10,000 cash. Yeah, this was my list of things. It was a pool table cover, a 50-inch television, a, a Bibles, stools, gas cards for leaders, name tags and badges, and an iPad. No, we never got those gas cards. Nope, you never did. Yeah. Some people did. You never had a driver's license. I, 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 Steven, I'm still a leader. I have driver's a driver's license. license. I got How old were you when you got your driver's license? It was three like years after that. Okay, I was 23. About. All right. I'm the so only one that's going to get I that have, reference. I have um, 
a note on here that is our entire media how to set up our media thing in case i because that's when i basically why, ran our media why is that department. a manual because <laughs> the reason why is end? because our at the time our um our music pastor at the time was also in charge of like the multimedia stuff and mm -hmm. didn't tell me that he needed that and then said on saturday night i need this by tomorrow morning oh. and told me so this is I, I did this at midnight on a drive home from ocala florida well a ride home from ocala, Flo ocala florida and i had to like write all this out on the drive home instead of taking a nap love that. i have one of those too but for in this building so. yeah <laughs> this is from 20 2013 so so beyond that, I mean, what about old pictures on your phone? Oh, I have I have pictures on my phone that were from before phones could take pictures. Can you can you go back to like the first photo on your my, the first photo on my phone is Steven. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's the first photo on my phone, but it was downloaded. It wasn't taken. Oh, uh, yeah. The first photo, picture on my phone was from August 16, 2009. It's Steven wow. at Steak and Shake. Ooh. Ooh. The first picture on my phone is of my brother using a filter where it like splits the screen in half but like mirrors one another and he tried to center his face <laughs> oh that's really unsettling it's cute <laughs> so i think i deleted my first couple pictures because my first i got my i first iphone in may of 2012 this is from october of 2012 but it's my now 11 year old niece when she was two Aww, nice <gasps> Now, it's not on my phone, but it's like one of my earliest uh, Facebook profile pictures. It's from my Nintendo DS. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put, it was me in like eighth grade flexing, and I colored myself green, and I wrote in Hulk smash. <laughs> well, you said it was your. You said it was one of your profile pictures. I'm going to find it yep. on Facebook. Yep, we're gonna find that and it's, share that it one is right now. Right now, it is incredibly so embarrassing. Much, yeah. Facebook you're does welcome. this every now and again. They'll they'll throw that like it's time not called, hop. Is it called time hop? Yeah. Something like that. Where they're like, oh, hey, memories. this is this is the thing that you used to do. Remember, remember, twelve years ago when you said this. I'm like, I do not remember. I, I, I think that's <laughs> the thing. I don't put that much thought, I guess, into Facebook. So right. when I like, I used to give a lot of thought into Facebook and think I was really deep and like <laughs> had really important things to say that everyone should just know. And uh, no one needed to know that. I'm just gonna tell you now. Sometimes yeah. young me will be like dropping some knowledge, and I'm like, young me, why'd you forget that? <laughs> I found it, and it's delightful. <laughs> that is Neff with his Hulk uh, smash. Like I said, I made it, it on my Nintendo delight. Wait, so funny. I'll send, it send to you that right to now. also to Tony so he can post Please all these and things. Thank you. Oh no. Yeah. That's why you don't put stuff on the internet, sir. Yeah. Now, so, so tonight we are we're bringing up the past. We're looking back at some of our old notes and uh, and seeing how much things have changed. You know, when we look back, it, it, it's there's a lot of cringe. <laughs> there's a lot of cringe yeah. in our past. Yes. Oh yeah. And, but but a lot of times it's just it's fun to look back to see how much we've changed and how much we've grown and you know not not looking just at the regrets because all of us have those awkward school photos right yeah. but uh, the things that in the past you know that that we look back on what's something that when you look back you go wow that was a great accomplishment that was something that to me that's my moment uh. It was in high school, right before I graduated. I was in RTC four years, and I. And it sounds dorky now, but I got. Uh, I ended up getting chief, like cadet chief, because it was a naval ROTC, and I got a ribbon from a, a Vietnam memorial that I had never heard of. But I, at the time, that was like, I still look back on that finally as like, oh, that was like my biggest accomplishment in high school, and I'm really proud of it. Like, even though it was kind of dorky and really means nothing in the long run but 
where's that ribbon now? Uh, it's on a set of ribbons somewhere, and I have it stowed away somewhere. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot more. Mine was kind of stupid. It was a sports thing that I did with a friend with the, in a youth group. What was it, Steve? So um, this was after, again, I mentioned my friend Keith earlier. We came to church together and we kind of stopped being friends. But we, our youth group used to do this thing called X Games where we would play these fun little like sports games with uh, other youth groups in our area. And it came down, I think our group, youth group was tied with the other youth group for like games of the day. So it came down to like one last game of dodgeball. And it was like th- like three or four of their guys. And it came down to just Keith and I. And then within like 30 seconds, we got the rest of their people out with the last part of it, which is stupid, but I obviously still remember it, was Keith threw his dodgeball at the guy who caught it. And as he was reaching up to catch it, I nailed him right in the stomach with the dodgeball. Oof. And like all the rest of the youth group kids came and like, like tackled us. It was really stupid because it's just like a fun little youth group thing, but it meant a lot to me. Literally <laughs> the high point of Steven's entire life that's at that amazing. point. No, no, I mean, that's amazing. I don't cool. know if it was at that point, but it was a good day. No, that was like your Rudy moment. Moment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Keith and Steven back together for a second. Wow, are we talking specifically like high school, middle school moments? No, anything no, from your past. Okay, no, I have a good one from middle school, but I just wanted to be sure. Similar story, we were playing dodgeball, <laughs> it was seventh grade, <laughs> dodgeball story. and I'm literally like the least coordinated person anyone could have ever picked for their team, but somehow I got picked by like the good team and. It was me and, oh, who was it on my team? I don't know. One of the popular guys. Mm -hmm. And there were like three people left on the other team. And we were like, if we get out, I'm like, I'm the person who's least likely to get away. So of course they're going to target me. Yeah. Somebody from the other team, they like huddled up and they like all like ganged up on me. And one person had a ball. They like came up to the line. And like went to throw it at me, but I somehow did like matrix move <laughs> and like oh. like moved my body out of the way, and it was enough for the other kid on my team to grab the ball as it fell and like like I don't know how, but he just like threw it and it bounced back, and he like kept doing that until the other team lost. That's pretty epic. I That's was awesome. literally the least capable. But somehow my dodge made it work. I feel like there's a sermon in that somewhere. The first will be last, but the last will be first. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, no, I just think back to a lot of in high school theater competitions. So I have like lots of like um, little ribbons and stuff um, for like winning like excellent or best in show and all this stuff for different theater competition things. And I remember specifically we had this one large group musical, which is just a fancy way of saying a category that was a large group of people doing a musical number. And um, I still sometimes will go back and watch that video um, that was taken of us doing it at districts. And honestly, for some reason, it just makes me so happy. I get goosebumps thinking about like all the fun times I had going around like competing and like I don't know. I just felt like I was doing something super important and it was really fulfilling to me and great. And at the time and still very clearly means a lot to me. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there I have a story that's very similar to that, but in the reverse direction. Mm. And I'm not going to tell it because there's enough people that would listen to this show that would be able to take actionable steps based on what I chose to do (laughs) that it could probably be very troubling for me. So I'm not going to tell my story uh, regarding Very that. vague. But I'm being exceptionally nebulous Mysterious. about this. Tell us after the microphone. I definitely will. Um, 
all of these things that we, we look back on and we have these great accomplishments, like these feelings of pride, like I did this thing, it was legendary, whether it was dodgeball or whatever. For me, like I feel like the most legendary moment of my entire life was one time I went to karaoke. It was mm-hmm. in the late 90s. And I, I, I got up to sing American Pie by Don McLean. Mm-hmm. But instead of singing the words to American Pie, from memory, I decided to substitute in the uh, the episode one Star Wars version, Weird Al's version. <laughs> my, my, this here Anakin guy. Version. Maybe Vader someday Maybe later. later. Now he's, he's just, just a small fry. fry. Yeah, so I decided I was going to throw that one out there. Forget the words on the screen. Forget what you were expecting. Star Wars episode one is the movie that America is celebrating. So I'm going to throw here The Saga Begins out on karaoke night. And in mid-song, I realized I had now reached the end of the lyrics that Weird Al had provided me. Don McLean wanted to go two more verses. Mm-hmm. So I had music and I had no words. Oh, no. And there I was on the stage. And in that moment, I decided to improvise. And I, off the top of my head, made up two more verses that actually worked, actually flowed, actually rhymed. It was like, whose line is it anyway? Brilliant. And the place, because the people that were there with me, they knew the song and they knew that I was winging it and they and it, it they erupted. They said that it was just brilliant and is perfect. There and I, I, it, it, there's not. Um, it was on a day before. It was readily available before film, before we kept fa- yeah film studios in our pockets. But uh, I, I don't know that I'd ever been so proud in that moment that I actually pulled that off with, with such grace. Do you remember it, the the verses that you made up? I, I don't. I do remember because we had just come from. They did a um a night. It was I think I don't know if it was a midnight release or something like that the night before where they put out the toys at Toys R Us. So we all lined up at Toys R Us so we could buy the the, the action figures. The movie had was not even out yet. And I remember the the security guard that was standing there at the door had a very bad comb over. And he was standing in front of the automatic door and the door wasn't opening. Well, when when someone would walk up and the door would open, the air pressure from inside the store oh, and no. the different air pressure from outside the store would cause a breeze to blow. <laughs> and it would make his little three, the three tufts of hair that were covering his head blow straight forward. Like it was like the little hair on top of his head was waving to all of us in the crowd. Whee! Like Medusa. And then, it, and then the door would close and it would just settle down and he'd brush it back over top. And it was just every time that door opened, we'd watch it. His hair would just like, like ribbons tied to the front of a, 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 a <laughs> rotating fan. It was it's magnificent. Like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing too, man. <laughs> but what I'm thankful for is that Steven doesn't go around wearing a t-shirt that says Dodgeball Champion 2009 or anything like that. What I'm thankful for is that Neff doesn't go around wearing the ribbon that he got from the, uh, you know, hitherto unknown Vietnam Memorial. What I'm thankful is that that we, we don't have to walk around like reveling in the accomplishments of our past because all that makes me think of, do you remember Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? Yes, yes. the worst. The, you know, Back in high school, I could throw a football over those mountains. Back in 1982, I could throw a pigskin a half mile. <laughs> could have you know, won state. Could have gone pro. And that was Uncle Rico. Uncle yeah. Rico was a creep. Have you rewatched that movie? Oh, yet, no, like, he's definitely, Dumble. definitely really? creepy. He's a creeper. I, we, you have to remember, when I saw that movie, I was already an adult. So I knew uh, he was yeah. a creep from the beginning. Well, I said modern times. Yeah. Uh, the the Yeah, like, but you know people like that that live in the past. Yeah. Like that, that one thing that they did is their thing all yes. the time and for always. Yeah. And it's like, wow, but what have you done lately? No, Pe- man. Peaked in high school. Peaked in high school. Hate there, that. There was a, there's that an episode. That makes me so sad. Do you remember it that? Really, it's, it is sad. Now, now, how long has it been since you've been in high school, Julia? 
like six years. I uh, so it's been twenty six years for me this year, <laughs> and and I know so I know I can name. Wait, I'm not did going. Did you to. graduate before she was born? I did. See, the thing is, I'm like afraid of that that concept of like peaking in high school. No, but I, I'm I, so scared well, of that. What if that's what happens? But to see, me okay, and I'm so sad. so I, no, I, I get that. I, I don't. I get that. But living a life of impact, like you may have been, felt like you were at your coolest, or you you know you achieved more notable things in high school. But that's because high school just is constantly having award ceremonies and constantly having things that recognize even the most mundane and trivial achievements. Wow, you managed to read at the absolute minimum level <laughs> that the state will allow. We're gonna let you walk across the stage wearing a, a fancy free gown. Pizza, and pizza. Yeah, so it's like you get a back a strings of back to back to back notable accomplishments like pats on the back and stuff like that. But as an adult, there's nobody standing there waiting to give you even a participation oh. ribbon, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't live a life of impact. If you are going back yeah. and saying, "Man, one time, look at me, I got I was champion at book it. Look at me right now. Oh my goodness, a field day, nobody." I read all the AR books. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But as an adult, living a life of impact, I think, is more important than going back and trying to celebrate things that don't have any impact anymore. You know, like even I think about Jesus, you know, like the Bible, you have this whole big chunk of the Bible with the Old Testament and the Ark of the Covenant and it's in the temple and it's behind the veil. And then Jesus dies and that veil like splits right in two. It's like, that's not the thing anymore. Like, that was a really big thing. Was it? Absolutely. A I mean, ask, thing too. ask those priests who reached out and tried to steady it with their hands and they, they got zapped dead, right? You know, but but after Jesus did his thing, it wasn't about the old thing anymore, you know? And, that, and that's what God is all about. I mean, look, I mean, he says it again and again. In, in Isaiah, he says, remember, not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And, and that that goes both ways. That's not just like, look, God is doing a new thing. Like, Julia, your best days are still ahead of you. You know, we, we haven't, as long as we follow, we're following Christ, we haven't peaked yet. There's still great things that God wants to do through you. And that's exciting. It's just to what level do you do you want to yield to him? Mm. Or to what level do you want to live in the departed glory of yesterday? You know, like like even Jesus, and I don't know, I might be taking this scripture out of context or whatever, but like they're up at the top of the mountain of transfiguration, right? And he's up there with, with the handful of disciples and you got Moses and Elijah up here and they're like, we should build a tabernacle for them. Let's, let's build tents. Let's stay here for a while. And what Jesus kind of didn't communicate, but it was obvious to us who have the benefit of hindsight was, yeah, this isn't the top of where we're going. We're going to climb another hill that's going to be way more impactful. And we're going to turn you loose to do even bigger and better things. Sometimes we just want to camp and we just, you know, we want to go back to the glory days. We want to go back to 1982 when we can throw a pigskin a half a mile. <laughs> but that's not where God is anymore. It's really easy for me as somebody who used to live overseas doing mission work. I, and now I'm, I beat myself up because I'm like, I'm just in Tampa and I'm just working and like this, that, and the other. And I, I constantly have to remind myself that going overseas and doing mission work was not the height of my Christian experience or relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It was a season where he had me. Yeah. And I'm he's still moving where I'm at now. Like there are just so many times where I've I've had conversations with my coworkers where I've been able to pray with them and where like the Lord has healed them of headaches. Impact. This, you know, this, that and the other. And it's just like the like for me, I have to remember that the mission field 
isn't just in the Philippines. It isn't just in, which is a closed nation, so edit that out. Um, or just in, you know, this, that, or the other. You know, so all of these things are, I have to consistently remind myself that God is still moving, not just overseas. There, there's a, a great line from the latest episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier when the Dora Milaje come in and John Walker, the new Captain America, is like, hey, you got you. That, these are Black Panther's personal army, you know, like there's his personal guard. And they they come in, these these just absolute beasts, uh, his, female, so awesome. his female bodyguards. And uh, Captain America, the new Captain America, who we're not supposed to like, mistakenly says, you don't have jurisdiction here. The Dora Milaje does not have jurisdiction here. And she just says to him with a straight face without blinking, the Dora Milaje has jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm not a missionary. I'm not doing this great thing that I once did. Yeah, you are. Because your ministry is wherever you find yourself. It's not in the past. It's right here where you are. I think I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. But we had a conversation earlier today on the flip side of that, looking to the past and feeling like maybe you've done or been a part of things that you're not so proud of yeah. and letting that define you still. And I just, there's like, this is on my heart a lot lately where people will allow their circumstance to define them, will allow past decisions they've made to define them, will allow, you know, like anything really besides God kind of take the reins on what makes them them yeah. and what makes them valuable and what makes them able to do the things that God has willed for them to do and like set out the, to do the good works that he set out for us to do. And it's just so crazy to me that the past has such a huge hold on, on me often and a lot of people, but remember what you said about the the mirror and the windshield? <laughs> the rearview mirror, you were in your car. I was, yeah. So I said, look a... up, look up at your rearview mirror and then look at your windshield, which one's bigger? Mm -hmm. mm. I like that. Yeah. And because it's... one is more important to look out of than the other one is to look back at. Yeah, and it's just, you feel like there's such heavy ties to the past, and maybe in some circumstances there are, but God is greater than that. Yeah, we, we even just mentioned a, a moment ago from Isaiah chapter 43, when it's like, look, I'm doing new things, all right? Mm. Don't consider the old things, I'm doing a new thing. If you continue on just a few verses later, God says, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will remember not your sins. Like he's, he's doing, I'm doing this for you. He says, I'm going to blot them out and blotting out. That was the way before we had pencil erasers, you know, that, that was the way that they would, they would take it and they would dab it on the thing that had been written. So it would be blurred yeah. and illegible. Throwing I'm erasing it. It, can, it yeah. can no longer be hold, held against you. That's what God's all about. He's like, look, new things, new things are coming. Look for the new things and the old things. You know what? I'm not going to hold them against you anymore. That's a freebie. And that's what God is literally saying. Like, that's his promise to us. Mm -hmm. And that's always been in his character. You know, this is Ark of the Covenant days. This is before Jesus is on the cross, but God is, he's ready. He's prepared. He's saying, I'm not going to make you answer for these things. I'm going to bring forgiveness to you. And in the same kind of vein as that, it's similar to like the people who, who peaked in high school. Um, you only peak in high school if you still live there in your head. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's an episode of Friends um, where Monica, one of the characters, goes out with a guy that she knew in high school. He was the cool guy. 
and uh, he's exactly the same as he was in high school. He drives the same bike, he wears the same clothes, he still lives with his parents, and they're in their 30s, and he still hangs out with the same people and goes to the same parties. So she makes the joke at the end, and she goes, remember how badly I wanted to go out with him in high school? Well, I just did, um, because he still <laughs> lived there. Um, in the same vein like with the stuff that happens in our lives like if we still mentally live there then of course it's going to affect us but you can't move like you don't you may live there but your mail doesn't go there anymore yeah do you remember the movie labyrinth the the, the, and he's like (laughs) oh here's your things girly let me give you all your stuff let me just take all these things look you love this don't you it's like sometimes we take these memories and we pile them up on ourselves and they become they become idols they become things that weigh us down and and lock us in place so that we can't move forward i think that's the difference that's that's kind of where on in the crux between the good and the bad if we things in the past are either going to create a a shadow of shame or a pillar of pride Mm. and that's if we will if we that's good somebody preach on that this i'll write it in my phone notes and then 10 years from now we'll look back and be like wow what a moment yeah so so if we allow these things to eat our lunch they create these shadows of shame that we just we can't see past or if it's like well look what i did i'm the guy that won at dodgeball in front of all the youth group back in 1982 i could have you know it's like okay uncle rico is that a pillar of pride for you? Dude, tear it down. Is that a shadow of shame? Step out from it because God doesn't desire for us to live in that any longer. A, 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 a friend of mine, a friend of our show, uh, Pastor Mayor Rodney Cannon, put this on his Facebook today. He said, one thing the enemy is good at is bringing up your past. This is effective because the pain of past failures or rejections can deter you from taking God-led risks in your walk with Christ. You'll tell yourself, it's just not worth the pain. But if God led you to it, he will lead you through it. Amen. Mm, that's good. I'm just so thankful for seasons um, in life because when you get on those pedestals of pride, God in a very loving way will just like take away what needs to be taken away. Like he gives, he takes away, right? If I was always on the mountaintop, I wouldn't have as much respect for the position that I've been put in. And I say put in because I didn't get myself there. God got me there. And if I'm in the valley, God's there too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In the different seasons of life, like you're growing, you're not going to be the same person like the character from Friends, you know? Yeah. If you're not going through trials, you're not going to grow. And that's what I think God wants us to be to be more like Jesus. And I think for us, that takes some refining. Yeah. And that takes time and that takes experiences and that takes failure oftentimes. But His grace covers all of that. And we're not there yet. Oh, heck no. <laughs> and, and, and Paul articulates that wonderfully in Philippians. Uh, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. Keep moving forward. Don't let the let the past be what it is. Let it be the past, you know, but don't, don't let it define who you are right now. So, so I had to screenshot this and, and I wanted to bring it up tonight. I didn't even make the connection until just now. Uh, when people talk about traveling to the past, they worry about radically changing the present by doing something small. But barely anyone in the present thinks that they can radically change the future by doing something small. Mm. And you definitely can. You live where you are right now. And all of the things that have happened to you, guess what? They happened. 
And they're part of what makes you who you are. They're part of what builds you into who God wants to use to do great things. Amen. Now, right where you are. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is talking um, about what it looks like to live in freedom. And But in starting in verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, Mm -hmm. beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And I just think if we are consistently pursuing what the Lord is doing in our lives, we're consistently pursuing being in fellowship with Holy Spirit— he leads us into freedom, and we're just being transformed from one degree of glory yeah. to, the, to another. That's good. A higher degree of it. It's not. It's not. Well, I was here yesterday and here today, and I'm going to be there tomorrow. But it's with. I like. I can't explain how incredible that is. Mm. That following the Lord into freedom means that you're being transformed from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. And the closer and closer, the more and more that you follow him, the more and more that you with unveiled face behold the glory of the Lord, you're also being transformed into that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that comes, I this is my word that I've been saying over and over again, with like obedience and with allowing yourself to realize that you can't do those things without God. Because I think sometimes when we are looking at ourselves in the past, we're looking at the future, trying to figure out what we're supposed to do in the right now, we're like, what should I do? What should my next step be? And it's like, well, I, I like he's the vine. We are the branches. Like, we can't do anything apart from him. And so when I think about that, that's been my thought recently. Like, yeah, I have to be obedient. Yeah, his grace covers me. But, like, they have to work together. You know what I mean? Because I just... I know I can't do these things on my own, but God sure can through me. Yeah. yeah but I got to let him and be willing to do that. You have to. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay, you have to stay the course. You, stay you, can't, the course. you can't get comfortable somewhere or get discouraged somewhere and then just say, I'm done. I'm out. Fight the good fight. My, my brain went back in, in uh, to early Genesis chapter 11. Uh, you guys know who Abraham is, right? Who? He had many sons, many sons had Ab- father Abraham. Are you Abram? I'm one of them. And so are you. Uh, yeah, so Abram, Abraham, uh, went on this journey. Do you guys, uh, he, he started going with his father. His father's name was Terah. And Terah uh, took his son Abram, this is in Genesis eleven thirty one, and his grandson Lot of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and the, the wife of the son Abram. Uh, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. Mm-hmm. All right, now what do we know Canaan as? The promised land. It is the promised land. But... When they came to Haran, they settled there. Mm. So, Terah was on his way to a place that we know was the promised land, and he got halfway and stopped, and he settled there. He pulled a Blaine Fabin, and he said, We're in California. Nope, you're in Missouri. <laughs> and they stopped, and they settled there, and, and, he, and he, he gave up. And then the, the, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, from your people, and from your father's household to the land I will show you, and I'll make a great nation. Like, God had to come to Abram and say, clearly, it's time for new leadership here, and and we're going to move forward on this. How many times in our lives do we feel the temptation to just get comfortable and say, let's just live here, Lord. Look look at the good things that you did here. Let's just build a monument and, and just stay here. And you know what monuments 
designed to bring praise to God become when you can't leave them behind? Idols. Idols. Yes, they do. Something you posted, I don't even know how long ago, but it must have been when we had just become like friends on social media. But you posted this, and I think of this every time that I want to like settle. Okay. And it's if I if I feel like I'm in a place of like mm, it's good enough. Good enough is neither of those things. It's neither good nor enough. Oh. You posted that four or five years ago, and I think of that all the time. Wow. And I just like. If if I feel like I'm in this place of like, yeah, good enough, but I know that God is calling me to more or to higher, then I have to be like, yeah, it's not. It's not. I have to keep going. Wow. I, I mean, I said it, but I'm still like, wow, that was good. Man, between you and Julia, you guys are like a time hop. Makes me feel like I'm way better than, than my hype. You're killing the social media game. For real, dude. have been for years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Somebody posted today something. I, I feel really bad about it. I, I didn't mean to uh, just blatantly rip it off. One of our Nerd of God Squad members, Maria Moore, uh, love, love Maria so much. She's, she's fantastic. And she posted, Pastor, ministers, influencers, someone needs this word. Please stop copying and pasting quotes on your status to make it look like your original words. Credit to where credit is due. Just had to get that off my chest. So I copied and pasted that and made it my own status just as a joke. But I did credit her. I tagged her in and I said, Maria Moore, Tony Talavera, <laughs> Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, th- thank you. I mean, if, if, if it's good, it's God, because uh, clearly I don't remember the brilliant things that I come up with. <laughs> That's why we have the notes app. That's why we have yeah. the notes app. That's why it's good to look back down. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is good to be encouraged by things. Listen, I, I, and I do mean that testimony you know the 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 hebrew people jesus himself they would observe passover uh, seder and they would take and they would remember and they would do things very intentionally to remember the bible talks about stirring up our faith by way of remembrance you know we we it's good to remember it's just not good to live in the past because mm. god doesn't move in the past anymore Although he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's only moving right now. That's like so that's, get up on it. That's like the Israelites saying, "Why don't we? Why don't we go back to Egypt? Yeah, things was, were good in Egypt. If things were good in Egypt, we had it good. Why don't?" That's what they said according to the Veggie Tales video. That is what they said. And that's the truth. So, so, uh, what decade do you think has the best music in 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 modern history? Eighties. Uh, I would say the nineteen eighties. Okay, and that's great. I'm glad that you say that. I, I'm glad. However. What I have experienced, I remember the 1980s. If you actually go back and look at the Billboard Top 10 from throughout the 1980s, you're going to find a lot of songs that suck and they're bad. What has happened is, from your perspective as young people, you're only hearing the best of the best of the best that actually escaped the decade, escaped the the, the century into today. So you're going to hear like maybe the top 40 of a thousand songs, and you don't get to listen to a lot of the crap that we actually had to listen to in real time that that is very true because i i found like years ago a spotify playlist that had like the best like hip-hop and like r&b from the late 90s and early 2000s which was when i was listening to hip-hop and r&b yeah i had like 400 songs on there and i didn't listen to the, the entirety of every song but i listened to every song on that playlist over the course of like a week and i was like wow a lot of these songs weren't good they were not like <laughs> they were iconic in the two weeks that they were they were big but they were they were yeah. a lot of them were ungood like yeah 
Same way with me in like the late 2000s, like party music. I was so into it in high school, but then yeah. nowadays I'm like, that was hot trash. Oh, yeah, I yeah. still am. I'm into looking that. at you for Yeah, you only get. Not gonna lie, I love that. Black Eyed Peas. Why would you Cute. betray me? No, we love them. I am still into early 2000s emo and pop punk. I'm not <laughs> mad about well, that's it. That's timeless. <laughs> 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 like, Tokyo Hotel will forever be tattooed upon Ew, our hearts. Oh, the hair. Okay, so I just had a thought. And so you know how you were just saying that like all the songs from the 80s that we know are only because they're the top and they're a curated list. Yes. In the same way, when you look at Time Hop on like Facebook or like Memories on like Snapchat or whatever, it's like all the things that you posted that you wanted people to see. It's again, curated or something that like might be really like meaningful. In the same way, I think we do that with our memories, of course. We remember the really good stuff and then we remember the really cringy stuff and we right. can't let go of that because it's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah cringe or like you know stuff that makes us really upset and of course that's curated but the things that we don't remember are still impactful like the things that you posted years ago or said years ago to us like we remember that and it sticks with us and that's really interesting to think that maybe something that you did even a year ago that you thought was so minimal maybe you like like fed a homeless man or maybe you encouraged a friend in a text message um, when they were going through a hard time and that like stuck with them. Yeah. It's crazy to think that like when we are being intentional in the moment and paying attention, we can make a way bigger impact than we think we would have. And it, that's just crazy. I don't know if I've talked about him on the show before, but do you guys know the name Matthew Law? Mm-mm. I know the name Matthew Law. Matt Law is, um, he, he's a good guy, man. He's a long time, like lifetime children's pastor. He and his wife are now leading uh, a church not too far outside of Orlando. And uh, I was sitting at a, a pastor's breakfast with him the other day. And he's, he asked, hey, hey I'm looking for a, a minivan for my son. Do you know anybody who has uh, a minivan that they're maybe trying to get rid of at a decent price? Uh, you guys have been to my home. Do you guys know what I have in my driveway? A non-drivable minivan. minivan. Uh, it's a, a minivan that I haven't driven in a couple years because I bought a new car. And the I Mark II. I haven't driven the, the Mark II. I uh, got my, it's a it's a 20-year-old minivan. It, it it needs transmission work, but other than that, purrs like a kitten. Fantastic. It's a Honda. It lasts forever. JDM. And uh, and I, I sat next to him while we were, he, he and a couple other pastors were talking, and I said, can I just tell you guys this? I said, Matt, if your son needs a minivan, I'm going to give him a minivan. And he, and he was kind of like, you could see him taking it back. And I said, and I'll tell you why. When I was in, uh, I was a, a, a teenager. I mean, I was like 19 years old. And my family, they, they were in South Carolina for the summer. I was here all by myself. I was working at Disney World. And my car, my 1994 Plymouth Duster, I think it was, mm. um, it wasn't driving. It, was, it, it, it messed all up. It was just... And I had no one to help me. I had no money. I had nothing. And Matt Law, who lived in Kissimmee, it's about 40 minutes from where I lived, um, he came to my home. He had my car towed to his house. Then he drove in his minivan at that time to a junkyard and bought an engine for my car, brought that to his house. Every day I would wake up in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and take the, the bus to Disney to work. And when I was done working, he would come and pick me up at the back gate of Epcot Center and take me back to his house where his wife would cook me dinner and then we would go in his backyard under the cherry picker and he would show me how to put an engine in the car. And he did that every day for about a month. Wow. Come pick me up from work, take me to his home, help me put an engine in my car, didn't charge me anything, just poured into my life, poured into my life. And you know what? 
I don't think Matt Law had thought about that story in the 20-something years since it happened. And me, everything that I do will be affected and, and tinted by the love that someone gave to me, the, the care and the compassion and the leadership and the brotherhood and the ministry that someone showed me. I will always, always strive to live up to that, to live up to that standard of Christ-like behavior. And time hopping forward, you know, from 1997 or 98 till, till today, to be able to turn around and say, if your son needs this, I will give it to you. Because when I had nothing, you gave me everything. You don't know what you're doing now, how what you're doing now will affect someone else when it comes up on their time hop 20 years from now. Yes. You don't know how a word spoken or an act of kindness or compassion or living like, acting like, and, and loving like Jesus will affect someone. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday and for eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's why what you do now matters so much. And that is the end of our show tonight and that's all the time that we have for tonight and um you know let's look forward together to great things let's look forward together to making a huge impact in big ways and small ways in every way starting today uh for the nerd of Godcast, don't forget join the conversation all the social medias at nerd of Godcast. we would love to hear from you if you want to be a part of the ministry that we have here please visit us at our patreon page that's patreon.com slash even a small contribution goes a long way to helping us bring ministry to the game stops and the comic shops and uh, we are just so grateful that you listen we love you and we bless you next week it's Star Wars week, you guys. Our next episode comes out Woo! on May the 4th, and we're going to be doing a cool crossover with Christian Has Ideas, uh, something that you can do at home. This is a very engaging, interactive, and participatory event, uh, and I cannot wait to tell you all about it. So please be with us next week for one of the most exciting do-it-yourself projects uh, for the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. So long farewell to you, my friends. Alexandria Marica. Do little things with great love. Oh, Quentin Neff. I, I thoroughly regret that haircut in third grade for picture day, though. <laughs> <laughs> if we can all be honest. I, I, I was hoping, I'm glad that you said that. I was, I'm, I've been praying about that the whole night. <laughs> that was his next Facebook picture. Julia Colazzo. Adios. And Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. My name's Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gots to go home. But we can't stay here. without saying how old I am. How old are you without saying how old you are? I'm, please be kind, rewind. Oh. Years old. Make it a blockbuster Tony, Tony, you can't do that on television. You're blockbuster. Circuit City. Mm. Oh my gosh. Service merchandise. Radio Shack. Mm.